You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 208th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, good job, Tiger. This is Matt, the dad, Alan in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, Spencer, I'm throwing the ball over to you. Uh, and this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, where I don't have a little Heimar or a Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin. Uh, so I'm feeling kind of lonely, you guys. Well, you had a good catch there on that throw. So, I mean, that's something yeah. good. Hey, Spencer, do you want to uh, maybe go to the lake, go on my boat? I'll pull you behind in the tube. Sounds awesome. Uh, you know, you've always been a good lead out in the past, so I don't see why uh, this would go, uh, you know, horribly wrong. What? If, um, or maybe we could just like, I mean, when you're done playing catch with little guy, if you want to come play catch with me, uh, that'd be pretty awesome yeah. too. I mean, there's nothing like playing catch with your friend who's a dad, right? Well, so, I I see I see I think I see some, I think I see what's going on here, and Tim, you know. You're a good guy, like I like you. Uh, but if somebody's gonna be the podcast dad, it's gonna be it's gonna be little guy. Yeah, I mean, I got dad seniority. He's got dad seniority. He probably just opened up a um, a PBR, you know, nice ice cold uh, PBR, so he can get through the day. Um, you know, good yeah. old fashioned stuff. And now we're gonna talk about bikes and. Like any good dad story, I'm sure he's he's out there tinkering away on his derailleur and uh, mm-hmm. making sure the Sun Tour is all in so he can oh, get it Sun for Tom is good. Boonin and Tom Boonin. Yeah. Uh, guys, can I start you off with a dad story right off the top? It's a bike-related dad story. I'm riding the bike yesterday, cruising down the road. I ride through an intersection. Down below me on the ground, it looks like millions of little leaves are f- are fluttering past me. And I think, that's weird. It's summer, and there's no wind. And I realize it's because thousands of toads have just hatched out of this pond that I'm riding past, and they're all hopping across the street as I'm riding across the intersection, murdering millions of them. That part was (laughs) horrifying. But we stopped, and I took little, got to take little Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin out and show him his first mass uh, of a thousand toads. Of toads. Yeah, but no, there were literally, this is one of the craziest things I've ever run into on a ride. There was like a thousand toads lined up on the curb and they're all about half the size of a penny because they're like just born. And I've never seen that many toads, t- toads, tat- toads hatch in my life. Toads hatch in my life. It's hard to say. It was mm-hmm. a cool thing. The coolest thing I saw all week on a bike, I even saw a soft ride earlier in the week and that wasn't as cool. Um, I will say little guy, I've actually experienced this similar in the swamp of Gainesville where along the trail, there yeah. were a lot of toads and it is, it's actually really sad how many you kill yeah. they are jumping into your wheels. And then I got home and I looked at the bottom bracket of my Ooh, bike, like the under, the undercarriage. No. Yeah. Don't do that. Oh like, no. Just take, yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking. I'm not looking under the bike. The, I don't want to know. I'm going to just like, close my eyes and like shoot the hose at it and it's just, a, it's a, well, it's a French chef's dream. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of get it frog legs. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. welcome. Very good. Yeah. Dad Ed, joke right there. Uh, this does throw me back to when we went to uh, early season uh, little Omnium stage race in Iowa uh, back in the day oh, and did a yeah. road race on a rainy day out through the farm fields of Iowa, and it was a, a worm slaughter. Uh, oh, that was bad. Just, just spent like. Yeah. What, 60, 70 miles, like getting pelted by worm guts <laughs> being flung up from everyone's wheels all day long. It was yeah. maybe the worst thing that has ever think, happened to me on a bike. I think well, worms are worse. They're worse than toads. I, I might say the worst thing was, and this goes back to something we talked a few weeks ago, Spencer, was you said people got to get out there, get in that Hotel 8, 
Mm-hmm. Do that do that away weekend with the team to really become a real bike racer. I think the worst thing is when we wheeled uh, four or five worm-covered bikes into the Motel 8, all took off our, our soggy worm-covered kits, and then yep. hung out in there. <laughs> yeah, and let's this- just say the airflow was not great in the, uh, in the room. <laughs> Oh, it was pretty bad. It's pretty and th- bad. This is before we. This is before we learned the importance of getting requesting the handicap room too, so you can yeah. wheel the bikes into the shower. It's true. We were yeah. amateurs, man. Yeah, yeah. We 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 learned a lot on that trip. But man, little guy, the 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 toad apocalypse was upon us. Um, yep. I'm happy that you were able to make it through. I'm not um, there's a lot of bike racing to talk about, but you know what, guys? I kind of want to change up the script. I don't want to just get through the results right now. Maybe we can do that a little bit later in the show. I want to talk about my favorite um, incident of the past week that okay. has to do with bike riding and bike uh, racing. Um, and Spencer, of course, I'm talking about the drama coming out of Team Aqua Blue. I mean... This thing blew up my... I was a little late to it, but then when I started Twitter searching what was going on over there, I was completely blown away by the ownership of Team Aqua Blue coming out and practically saying enough being the guinea pigs after our X, you know, thousandth mechanical of this one-by system. What? Really? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. totally in the dark on this. This is great. Okay. This is cool. Okay. I'll, read, I'll read the tweet. This comes from Rick Delaney, who is the owner of Aqua Blue Sport. Just want to say what a privilege it was to be behind Mark Christian today at the Tour de Suisse. So, so strong. Only to be dropped by mechanical number 4,698 this season. <laughs> this lab rat thing is now costing results. Sorry again, Mark. Holy... And that's wow. the tweet. Wait. Still so live. What? He hasn't even, like, deleted it yet. Um. So, it, I'm assuming it was a, train, a chain drop that cost him... That was actually the mechanical? Yes. Okay. I didn't know they'd actually had a lot of problems. I hadn't heard. This is crazy. They've had almost 4,700, it seems. <laughs> um, and Wow, no But it's crazy. Yeah. Like This is the owner of the team who also sells bicycle equipment. That's what Aqua Blue is, right? It's like a, it's a bike yeah. clearinghouse website. Um, and he, in no uncertain terms, he didn't mention the name 3T, which is the bike sponsor, which brought about this one buy. But... I was completely blown away by this. Spencer, do you have anything to add? Like your thoughts on this? I mean, not really. Uh, it's, I mean, it is what it is. He's not going to be able to walk this back, but, um, I guess my advice for him would be as a, as a team owner, uh, maybe not the smartest move, even if you're really unhappy with your sponsor's product is, you know, just don't badmouth it so that when you switch to somebody else next year, they aren't like worried that you're gonna badmouth them as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you think Cannondale now is looking at this, going, "Wow, I guess we're not gonna go to Team Aqua Blue." I mean, they can't even get in any of the big races anyway, so why are we gonna give them any gear? And then when they do get in a race, they crap all over the product. I, I mean, Larry Warbass looked amazing at the Tour of Swiss when he was off the front, um, and we we did a great slow ride podcast style tweet where we're like switch it into the big gear or big ring Larry and then of course people were like he's only got one and we're like haha we know and um, but then Rick Delaney who I didn't even know just totally throws the entire 3T experiment under the bus wait um, so, Tim you're blaming you're blaming 3T for this should we just be blaming SRAM for this or something aren't they riding SRAM is that Okay, I, it could be maybe. Uh, I'm just mentioning 3T because they're the ones that set up the one by on a road bike. Well, but yes, we could the, be talking about SRAM. One by is made by SRAM. I'm assuming they're running SRAM. Do you guys know Spencer? Yeah, you know? yeah, they're running SRAM. I right. uh, I'll, I'll have to look this up, but I think the 3T frame does not have yeah uh, a derailleur um, yeah. front derailleur uh, yeah uh, you know room for it or hanging whatever. capabilities. Well, I do you think I think he's just angling to get. A campy sponsorship, you know, because you know, campy doesn't sponsor that many teams. He's gonna talk a whole bunch of one by crap, and then he, he's hoping campy will just swoop in and yeah. be like, "We don't believe in one by. We'll sponsor you." Yeah, and which is smart We're, because Three T is an Italian uh, brand, so there's some some connectivity there. And that it could be like a one a one by twelve, and campy could be like, "Man, the chain is really really thin. It could totally yeah. you know work this. It could just but, disappear at any moment." That was that was the biggest story for me in this week of cycling, just because I haven't seen an owner other than maybe Tinkoff, because that guy was just crazy and would just 
talk trash about everybody while he was on a bender. But like, this is the first owner I've seen that like called out equipment sponsors in such a way that I can't imagine someone would want to work with them after something like this. Yeah, it does seem like a bad move. Uh, but I mean, a lot of teams buy their kit or like part of their kit, you know, uh, and have in the past. So maybe that's just the way he figured, you know, he's willing to do that. And he figured, why not throw Shram under the bus while he's making that decision, I guess. You know, like if you're like, all right, I'm sick of this. Like, I'd rather spend $15,000 on kit, you know, than have my oh, team instead of, lose. Instead of being the, the, the lab rats. I mean, I don't know. I was just yeah. I was a little uh, taken back, but. That was yeah. that was the big story for me. I mean, th- there's there's obviously more things to talk about when it comes to professional racing. Number uh, well, one, of course. Tim, let me just interrupt you here quick because I've been I've had this uh, you know I've been keeping this under my hat for too long. Um, one of our old team sponsors, uh, uh, Grumpy's Bar in in Minneapolis. Just really, I, I had a, I had a terrible experience there. I think I ate too many, uh, uh, jalapeno poppers one night and I just had a really bad race the next day. And I just, I don't think they're, you know, I don't think they're right for our team. And, um, I know they haven't sponsored us in maybe a decade, but, uh, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. Well, that that's okay. Since I'm going back to Minnesota in a week or two, I'll make sure to go in there and see if they still remember me from the glorious Grumpy's Roubaix that we ran mm-hmm. 12 years ago at this point to see um, if the jalapeno popper recipe has changed. Mm-hmm. Although I'm pretty sure they still have the mock duck barbecue sandwich, which was always a home run. That was, was? a home run. Yeah, it definitely wasn't that that did it. Okay. Um, is there any other sponsors you want to throw under the bus? I mean, I remember we were sponsored by a hair salon a long time ago that I never yeah. even went into. Yeah. But if I ever needed to get my locks um, bleached blonde again, like I did in high school for the hockey team team mm-hmm. photo, yes. um, I would go there. You would go to Foiled again in Northeast That's Minneapolis, right. which may or yeah. may not still exist. I don't know. I don't know either. I want to throw BJ Research under the bus. Yeah, that was a, that was, that was a great company. Unfortunately really... <laughs> named great company. Let's talk about the actual bike racing. And of course, I want to talk about what used to be called the Route de Sud, but now is the Route de Octane. And Valverde won the overall, but more importantly, he won the most epic mountain climb finish that ended in the thickest fog I've ever seen. And the post-up photo that uh, was put out there was uh, glorious because you couldn't even see Valverde. Yeah, you um, couldn't tell. Maybe a, fant- a faint outline. But anyways, Valverde is looking good, and then the rest of the Movistar team was over at Tour de Suisse with Landa and Nairo duking it out with Nairo clearly being the head guy after winning a stage at the Tour de Suisse. So, Tim, was was Valverde bearded or not bearded? He was not bearded. Okay, so he's serious. He's serious. That's right. Okay. And then... Because... Because uh, uh, it looked like uh, Nairo was also pretty serious uh, this week in in Switzerland, um, really kind of trying to stamp his authority onto team leadership. Uh, Is that what you pulled out of that? Well, I think, yes. But here's what's important to remember about Valverde is already in the Nairo camp, from what I can gather, because they've been together for a while. Landa's the outsider, and Landa comes in well down on GC. Maybe Landa's doing a little rope-a-dope. You know, or maybe he's going to poison <laughs> Nairo's food. Um, yeah. I, I don't know exactly know what how he's planning on uh, getting the leadership, but uh, yeah. you know, Nairo definitely uh, staked claim to no. it. Yeah, uh, and it, you bring up something interesting, and I think a lot of people who are writing like pre-tour, uh, you know, predictions and stuff always tend to look at Movie Star and say, "Well, how are they going to deal with so many cooks in the kitchen?" You know, you've got Valverde, you've got what and. I just like crossed that out right there. Like Valverde is not a question mark if he's going to no. try to take the lead or win the tour. Like he, that and guy. And neither is Amador. I think, yeah, I think Valverde in particular is is happy to be there and happy to be able to work for Quintana. He does not care. Like he's beyond like needing to win a grand tour, or steal the thunder from somebody else. You know, he can win these uh, Tour de yeah. Octane races. Yeah. That's right. And then, you know, Landa did get 16th at the Tour de Suisse. Um, mm. And then 
Another one just to point out, little guy, uh, your favorite Estonian rider, uh, Tanel Kangert, uh, with a solid 11th place. So I always like Tour of Swiss because it's uh, you know it's so mountainy. It's like it's, it's pretty awesome. It's yeah. uh, short, sweet, one week stage race. We always like that. But uh, Richie Port takes away and Jacob Fulsang in second, and then Nairo yeah. Quintana in third. Um, before we get into the women's tour that was also held this week, what do you guys? What else you guys want to add about Tour of Swiss? Anything oh. stick out to you? TJ working for Port, man. They've obviously got the uh, got the pecking order down and are doing the tour practice. Though, as much as we rag on TJ, I mean, has Port ever, other than the one time, finished a Grand Tour without you know, like TJ actually has the better Grand Tour record. Yeah, and I and I feel like they're no, putting all true. their eggs in the Port basket, which is stupid to me. And I, I wouldn't put them in the TJ basket either. I'd pretend you were putting them in the port basket and then actually put them in the TJ basket because you don't want to you don't want them to let him know. Right. But why but, why put them in the in any of those baskets? I mean, I I would put them in the the Richie Port basket, right? But then you 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 get <clears throat> TJ to be the the lieutenant. We've always said that we want TJ to do well, but he could be the loyal lieutenant, kind of be the George Hancappy yeah. of BMC, and. Maybe go for some stage wins when Richie Port inevitably drops out. Like it seems like a yeah. pretty good relationship, and TJ can do that. Like and that would that be, would be an good. awesome result. We'd be yeah, very that's excited true. for that. I mean, I guess best case scenario for them is Port wins a couple stages before he has his regular explosion day and falls out of GC, and then TJ's far enough down because he's been working for Port that he can go win a stage. That's like now, BMC's best case scenario in this in going into the tour because they're not winning that, or getting, and on a they boat. don't have a sponsor. Yeah, and they don't have a well, sponsor. That's, that's still. what I was just going to say. Like, let's let's throw a wrench into this equation because I think little guy's onto something. Except for everybody's contract is up this year. So, how does that change things for BMC? Well, TJ was going to show that he can be the loyal lieutenant again, right? Like, TJ can still command a good salary and a good contract. I think what I'm most interested in BMC from our like smarky um, and snarky sideline position is how is TJ going to respond to the really short stage that's got the F1 start, right? Yeah. Like his, if I was a, a cycling publication and I wanted a good quote, I would just stake out the BMC tent before and after that stage and look for <laughs> TJ because he's going to either love it because he's going to yeah. do well on it or he's going to absolutely complain saying that this is what you fans want. You want something exciting and difficult, blah, blah, blah. It's raining. And then, you know, I think that 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 stage could make or break it. But Spencer, you're absolutely right. Contract year, everybody's up. So, you know, who knows what's, uh, what's going into the BMC um, kitchen to get the job done. I mean, you know, they could be all out. Now, supposedly they do have some ideas for title sponsors with that, the blue ass panel that they have on their kit uh, yeah. was that Sonos or whatever it look or whatever the company is. It looks like they may be a, um, a sponsor moving forward and tag hewer. So what, what oh, happened good. to Deloitte? Where, I mean, it wasn't like a month ago, Deloitte rumored to be taken over sponsorship. Do you guys know what happened? I, I've, I didn't hear anything. And then I just suddenly heard people saying they don't have a sponsor. I thought they had a sponsor. I feel like uh, I haven't heard much about that since it, no. the first blurbed across, but uh, I would imagine that they are coming on, but not as a full, like the title sponsor kind of thing, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. That seems that seems to be a weird, I don't know if this happens in other sponsor, sponsor heavy sports, but like this seems to happen every year in cycling that you hear a name of a company thrown out, everyone thinks, oh, title sponsor, man, this team's going to rock. And then that team, that sponsor always goes, Oh no 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 no! We didn't want to spend that kind of money. We just wanted we just wanted to be on the shoulder. We're actually just giving them thirty five bucks and some uh, some one by some one by yeah. setups. Now, so <laughs> you know, like n- nobody wants to take that title sponsorship, and it's I don't know, it's bizarre so, to me. Little guy, you're you're kind of uh, th- you're the podcast resident dad. You're also the resident um, I don't know obscure facts knowledge. Uh, because I'm not the smartest one here. Do you know this fourth place finisher from Quick Step, Enric Moss of Spain? Ever heard of him? He also yeah. won the best youth rider. Like, what what do we got about him? Uh, he had a good Volta last year. He was he came up through like Contador's uh, like youth development. He was the guy that was off the front, like with Contador on that 
epic last stage of Contador one at the Volta last year, and oh, you're okay. kind of thinking, yeah. oh, he's totally going to, I think it was that stage. Maybe it was a different stage, but he was he's like, you're like, obviously he's going to work for Contador <laughs> because like Contador basically like paid his way into the pro ranks, you know? But no, he's definitely, he's like a hope for the future for, for Spain, okay. you know? If Valverde ever, you know, breaks down, uh, he's the next one. All right. And then the other result, um, straight off of the Giro, is that Sam Uman of uh, Sunweb with the crazy hair. Yeah. Uh, he did quite well at the Giro. I think he won the white jersey at the Giro. Or No, no, sorry. He got he lost to Carapaz, but he was he was up there in the hunt for that. Yeah. And then he beats out uh, Kreiswick for uh, top, um, or eh, I guess Wilco Kelderman was there as well. But that's a good yeah. result for Uman. Another name to see. So um, well, there hey, you have it. Let's go 13th place, though, to Jack Haig. Or Hag, or whatever the heck we say his name, who did a ton of work at the Giro, like an yeah. insane amount of work at the Giro, and still had the legs to pull 13th, yeah. only 329 down, um, above Landa, and guys yes. like Frank and Carthy and stuff. So that, that's a huge result for him. I think, I mean, if he actually could go into a race without having destroyed himself for a month, he could have been it, up there. You know, it's, it sounds like Vuelta time for him. Um, but guys, I've, I've just... I've just had an idea. I just need to interject here while this is fresh okay. on the top of the dome. Let me hit you with this. BMC uh, needs a title sponsor. 3T clearly needs a new team. TJ oh, yeah. TJ needs something to complain about. We've got one by. We've got mm-hmm. the bikes. We've got the sponsorship oh, all God. lined up. This could yeah, be a match made in heaven. Yeah. Yep. That is Synergy. That, yeah. In fact, Synergy should be the team name until they find the secondary sponsor. It should be Team Synergy. Mm-hmm. Spencer, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. What I also like thinking about is Adam Hansen did Tour de Swiss as well. When does this guy get a rest? Because you know he's going to the, he's the not. Tour. He's not going to Tour. He's not? No, they're, they're not letting him go. This Who, is it. Like the organizers said that you can't go anymore? No, the lotto, I guess, was like, I don't know. They, they, they already tried him. this. They already tried this for last year's Vuelta, and he got well, in like days before because someone was injured. It, but, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should look at the start list. I don't. I am pretty sure that he is like 100% yeah. not going. I think no. Lotto has different plans. They probably like <laughs> actually need to put somebody else into a grand tour. I, I feel like that was the case at the Vuelta, too. And Adam Anson is going to be there with the, uh, with the golf club taking out somebody's knee the night before. <laughs> and he is going to get into that race. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I I'm He's, I'm I'm gonna go pro cycling stats. I'm gonna see if that start provisional start yeah. list is up. I doubt it, but you, uh, I agree. With you. Know, Check I, that start list all you want, but so did uh, Kerrigan I, and, and Tanya Harding, and we know how that all turned out. Uh, see, but I I think here's the difference, Spencer. Is that yes, Adam Hansen may do a little cause some injuries so that so he can get in but we all know that he's the cobbler so the way he's yeah. going to do it he's not going to do the knees he's going to be like hey let me make you some shoes and then okay. he's going to like he's going to have like when you remember when you used to go to the shoe store and the guy would sit there on that weird stool thing that had the incline in yeah. front of you and then mm-hmm. he'd like put he tie your shoes for you yep that's where he's going to do it he's going to be looking right at you and just as he's keep like twisting as he's breaking <laughs> as he's breaking your metacarsal yeah or whatever it is just twist it just a little tighter and yeah, he keeps turning a it a little more yeah, that boa yeah. and until your foot guess explodes. what you're dropping out because there might only be eight spots one of them's for me yeah i mean wow i'm gonna be disappointed not seeing him there but yeah there i go. mean i can't imagine the cobbler won't put it together oh he'll find a way hey if <laughs> truth truth always finds a way right that's exactly. right hey let's get into um the women's tour now, we did a Slow Ride podcast um, presented by uh, um, Abby Mickey and um, Rally Cycling. Rally Cycling, thank you. Uh, contest for the women's tour. Now, I didn't get the notice until way too late, and I was so embarrassed I didn't even get a team in. Spencer, I know you got a team in the Velo Games. I did. But the women, this is like one of the, you know, it's a stage race, a women's stage race that gets pretty darn good coverage. Um, in, uh, in England and mm-hmm. overall it was pretty awesome because American superstar, the greatest road cyclist from America at this moment, Corinne Rivera takes the overall GC win by 11 seconds over Marianne Voss, including a kick-ass sprint finish between the two of them a couple stages ago. It yeah. was pretty rad. It was. It was, it was very rad. Um, the racing looked pretty good from what I saw, um, the UCI channel on YouTube actually has really good 
uh, like five, six minute recaps of each stage um, mm-hmm. that uh, that have interviews and everything. So those are worth checking out if you want to if you want to figure out what happened during that race. But yeah, we got kind of last minute uh, with the Vela games on there. Um, so we had about, I don't know, 15, 20 people jump in in with 24 hours notice, build up some teams and uh, and go for a, a rally cycling jersey that Abby Mickey put up. Um, so I'm going to leave that to her to figure out how she's uh, distributing that and to who and to what places. Um, so, you know, look for that probably on Twitter. Or maybe maybe we'll announce it here uh, when she figures it out. Yeah, I hope to have her on the uh, the show um, very soon. Another uh, the result that I watched and paid particular attention to, of course, was the Cervella Bigla um, win of Lada Lapoza today. The Finnish national champion, one of the greatest national champion jerseys in the professional peloton, um, with a great sprint victory um, today. But overall, it was pretty cool to see Corinne Rivera continue to crush it. That's two solid years of mm-hmm. world class performance because she's what ex like 30 time national champion in the U S and then she raced the U S domestic scene for a while and then went to Europe and has done fairly well. I mean, always, um, you know, quality results, but now it's like, I mean, she's on fire the last two years. It's awesome to see. Yeah. yeah. Can't argue with that. Uh, she is, uh, she is definitely someone to watch. If, uh, if you don't know anything about women's racing, just, uh, Google, Corinne Rivera and you know if the Kenosha track results from 2006 or so come up uh and you see her defeating me and Tim on the in the track you know maybe ignore that but um she's she's been fast for a long time she was like 12 then (laughs) she destroyed us (laughs) no it's really cool to see so congratulations to her and then overall um definitely go to the UCI channel check out the the results or sorry the recaps they have been entertaining to watch, and um, we love seeing uh, women's racing starting to get some of that um, the shine that they deserve. And in particular, I, it's kind of a perfect week for the the women's tour in yeah. England because it is up against Tour Switzerland. So it's like you know that that race is going on, but you know it's just going to be a bunch of mountain goats and Richie Port and a couple of those guys all winning. Whereas you can go to the other type of racing, which would be more sprint focused um on the women's side and it was it was a lot of fun to see especially marianne voss back as well yeah. i mean I don't yeah. know, overall it's a it's pretty awesome um so and that was on the women's world tour um calendar so again congratulations to corinne rivera for uh taking the win and particular over bulls dolmens i mean so often bulls dolmens is on the top step of almost every women's race so seeing stages won by teams other than them is also yeah. Exciting. I got to say, I my Vela Games team, I felt very confident about my choices. I had a lot of Canyon Tram and a lot of Bulls Dolman on there. I didn't do so good. Like, yeah. you know, you think you think you got this all figured out and no, you don't. Um, so I got <laughs> I got to pay more attention. And 16th place was Sarah Roy of Mitchelton Scott. So congratulations in oh, the GC overall it, for Sarah it, Roy. Tim, 27th place, Lisa Klein. Yeah. There you go. Big news. Lisa (laughs) Klein. Maybe you're going there. Back in action, Tim. Lisa Klein is back. It's, uh, yeah, when Abby shared that news, groundbreaking news that uh, Lisa Klein is back. Um, If any of uh, our listeners that are uh, over in Europe and they come across Lisa Klein um, at a race, uh, give her a quick shout out for us. It'd be great to have her on the uh, podcast. Maybe a voice memo on your phone so you could say, like, Lisa Klein, the home of my, you know, fandom is the Slow Ride podcast. It'd be fantastic if we could ever get that uh, <laughs> shout out. That'd be great. Well, cool. I like it. There's a lot of emails we're going to be going over in a little bit here. We've also got to talk about um, suspension stems. What? But first, let's go into the pre All right. Thanks again to Health IQ. We're racing for you this week. Go to healthiq.com slash slow ride to find out more on how to save money on your life insurance because you're a healthy individual that puts your fitness, you know, you're in peak condition. So mm-hmm. you're less of a liability. They're going to save a boatload of money for you. 
by going through them to uh, broker your life insurance. It's a great deal. Yeah, and it's it's Father's Day. You know, let's 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 be real. We got families. You know, it's it's an <laughs> important thing to do. And uh... speaking of firsthand experience of the importance of having life insurance just yeah. two months out from a catastrophic, I didn't know this could possibly happen incident. It's a real thing. Life insurance. Yeah. I'm pretty happy to have it. So thanks again to Health IQ for helping hook all that up. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it is. Uh, although, it is, although they may not be super happy if, the, if, it, had, if it went the other way, but you know, whew, it's nice knowing I have life insurance to take care of uh, little Hymar and uh, Sarah if anything went wrong. Yeah. So uh, you've you've heard all that, and you you've heard our spiel about Health IQ before. You can go to healthiq.com/slowride. If you have any other questions, check out their FAQ page. But most importantly, just uh, take the quiz qualify, uh, score elite. Um, and right there, you're, you're in, you're saving money and everything you do after that saves you more money. Uh, you stack up all these little discounts and, uh, you can end up saving yourself a bunch of money. I know we've told you a bunch of times that folks have sent us emails and messages on Twitter and whatnot, uh, saying they just did it, you know, to be nice, basically as a, as a favor to us. And then, ended up saving a ton of money and they're super happy about it. So, uh, that could be you, you know, you could be one of those success stories. So, um, give it a shot. Healthiq.com slash slow ride. It's super easy. That's right. Well, and then also, um, we have a recent contest that we ran on Velo games and we'd like to thank Banjo brothers for hooking us up with some prizes for our, um, contestants on our Velo Games League. In particular, Dan Eller has emailed us in to, uh, Dan from uh, Portland, emailed us in to uh, take credit for the team name, A Tribe Called Quickstep. So Dan's going to be getting a little care package from Banjo Brothers, including a deluxe seat bag and a phone wallet. Although he's from Portland, Oregon, so he may not have a cell phone. He's probably still on a rotary. But there you go. We're going to be shipping that out. And (laughs) that leads into the second prize pack and we originally put it out there for who finished 16th place in our contest well three weeks have gone by and they have not contacted us so we are now going to be giving away the banjo brothers deluxe seat bag and phone wallet um on a contest within the brand new facebook group the slow ride podcast official experience zone so you should check it out go to facebook and you just search slow ride podcast experience zone and then it's going to show up. But it's here's the, the key. It's, it's, the, a, it's the fan experience zone. It's the fan experience zone. Yeah. Here's the key. It's secret. So you got you to gotta answer a question to get in. Now, the question is, what cyclist do we always mention on the podcast? And of note, someone the other day mentioned the name Chris F. of Team Sky. And I emailed Spencer. I was like, should we let this person in? And Spencer goes, well, we probably have mentioned. F- yeah room a couple of times <laughs> on every episode. And I was like, yeah, there's probably a good chance that that is probably the most mentioned cyclist. So go there to the fan zone experience of the slow ride podcast. We're going to be giving away the Banjo brothers bag, check it out and particular shout out to the 65 or so members that have already signed up, including, um, Doug Kniper of, uh, Michigan from Lansing, Michigan, home of university of Michigan Wolverines for uh, creating a um, Slow Ride podcast logo with, with <laughs> yeah. him reading a book, looking grumpy like Spencer and playing a mean, mean axe like little guy. So I uh, love seeing things like that. So head over to the Slow Ride podcast official fan experience zone to um, join up and all the fun. Yeah, I'm excited for all the memes that, that should come out of that. Um, basically, this is, a, this is a new group. We've, we've got a Slow Ride fo- uh, podcast a Facebook page. Um, you guys many of you are are already hit like on that and we appreciate it. But Facebook, you know, those pages are kind of for businesses and businesses have money and this podcast does not have any money. And in in order to get your page seen anywhere on Facebook, you have to pay them a bunch of money to, to boost your posts and to get in people's feeds. And we just don't have time for that. Uh, So we decided to go, and create this fan experience zone um, where you guys can go and interact with each other, interact with us. And I think it's going to be a lot more, uh, 
lot more rewarding for everybody involved. Um, so check it out. Move over there. Like the other one if you don't already. There'll still be uh, some stuff over there. But uh, the the official Slow Ride Podcast Fan Experience Zone. I was trying to walk the line between NASCAR and Disneyland, Tim. How did I do with the title? You crushed it because I'm going to get it wrong every week when I announce it to uh, to the listeners. But I hope people join up. And as an enticement, next week we will be running a Banjo Brothers contest. So go ahead, get in there, and uh, win some gear. We'd also like to thank quickly the subscribers and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Wide Angle Podium Network is a family of cycling podcasts that you can find out cool things. So check it out. Laser Radio. We got Honest Bicycle Program. We have um, the Consummate Athlete. We also have Crosshairs Radio, Kids Don't Follow, and we got to hang out. It's pretty awesome. Oh, wait, little guy, I think I forgot a podcast. Do you have any questions for the Bike Shop CX? You know the answer uh, to the last one, little guy. Oh, yeah? You heard their most about recent Greece. episode. About yeah. No, you know, I went the other day I went back and I listened to the wheel building one uh-huh. that you were talking about the other day. Um, so that's the most recent one I listened to is I went back in the archives a little bit, so I haven't got and listen to the grease one i have to do that no i don't have a question i guess if they have any um getting dead toads off your bottom bracket suggestions um probably not be good well they probably have a whole uh episode on what to bring into the cro- cyclocross pit area and i'm yeah. sure it has to deal with how to use a power washer quickly yeah you know, I, <laughs> they yeah. they know all about power wash etiquette and it's always uh, great to hear so anyways check out the so wide angle podium that, network yeah. and uh Go to our website, wideanglepodium.com, find out more. And we have a, uh, a, a store. I, Spencer, do we still have some kits available? We do. Uh, they're not on the store right now. We've got T-shirts okay. on the store. I have got extra kits. I'm going to put okay. that out there. I do have a very limited number of extra kits. I'm going to be getting those online in the next couple of days. So keep checking that link because one of these days they're going to pop up. I want it to be kind of you know, fair. So I'm just not going to tell you <laughs> so, when they're well, going to come up. I wore my kit for the, um, on Saturday's group ride, the big fast group ride. And yeah. I, the, the orange got some good pop to it on the legs. I, I think it looks good. Yeah. Um, one person asked me if I was sponsored by Whataburger. Um, you may not know what Whataburger is Spencer, but in, in the Southern U S um, I'm sure this will be a conversation in the official experience zone, but, uh, Whataburger, is a uh, kind of legendary fast food place. I think they're still in Texas, and they kind of branched along the I-10 corridor. So um, mm. anyways, Orange, the W, it looks pretty good. Check it out. And uh, you should also buy one of our kits when they show up. Just keep pressing that F5 on the WideAnglePodium.com store. Yeah, they will be there. They look great. Uh, the uh, I keep getting um, compliments on the quality of the uh, Endura kits we got. Like, people get them, and they love them they can't stop raving about them it's it's kind of inst- like i feel i feel proud i feel proud of our kits you guys i'm not gonna lie yeah, you should nice. yeah well we're gonna we're gonna end the uh preem lap on that high note and we're gonna get right back into the show Matthew Vanderpool and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. All right. So normally at this time, this is when I get the privilege of reading reviews on iTunes. And it's been a couple weeks since we've had a review. So go ahead, head over to the reviews if you haven't left this one. Great. We are the number one um, reviewed pod- cycling podcast in iTunes store, which we like to hang our head on. And it also helps us get all the great sponsors that are on the show. So come on. The, the problem is, is that I've only been able to create 132 um, mm-hmm. Apple iTunes IDs. Yeah. And I'm just running out of um, numbers to add to the end of my password. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm fine. And, you know, like I, I keep yeah, messing yeah. it up. Anyways, what we do love is we do love getting emails. We have a couple emails to go. This first one, definitely the highlight email of the week that we got. It came from Graham Pratt. It's a little bit longer. So what we're going to do is we'll break it down a couple of times. But Graham writes us and says, not sure why I'm writing other than to say that I love the show. It's one of the few podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis and look forward to it each week. First, I appreciate that Abby finally got a new microphone and she's a great addition to the show when she participates. Totally agree. We all appreciate I was, that microphone. I was 100% behind her sequel logic 
until she admitted that she liked the fourth Indiana Jones movie. That was literally the only movie I've ever walked out on, but I'll let it slide because she's otherwise a pretty cool person. Stop. So guys, have either of you ever walked out on a movie? I've done it once. Yeah. No, I, I've turned off a lot of movies, but I don't think I've walked out okay. of anything. I feel like it's such a commitment. You got to the theater, you paid the extra money, you got that popcorn. I'll sit through a I lot walked of out of Dennis the Menace. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. How old were you? I walked out. I was in, uh, was that, maybe 7 like Okay. Yeah. Really? Or so. Because I feel especially at that age, I would have been so excited that I was able to I weasel $7 out of my mom to go to a movie. I would have sat yeah. through any stinker. It was at Grandview. It was a two-plex. And so mm-hmm. we just walked over to the movie next door, and it was something oh, cooler. Well, that's yeah. that's a good plan. All right. But Spencer? anyways. I feel like I have once, but I cannot remember the movie, so I might just be... I might I mean, be inventing this. Oh. This is a pretty bold move by Graham to admit that the one movie he walked out on was Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. I mean, I don't think that walking out on a Harrison Ford movie is allowed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at some point, doesn't doesn't the uh, the Palmares, uh, you know, of the <laughs> actor just dictate that you got to watch it? Uh, you think so? He's yeah. been in some middle-of-the-road stinkers, though, that I can't even think of. They're so bland in their oh, man. action. Like, like Witness? I didn't <laughs> yeah, kill my go. wife. Is that the one? The, Fug- the, fug- that's the Fugitive. The fugitive. Fugitive's yeah. pretty great. I don't care. Oh, that's yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. He's got greatest Tommy line Lee ever. Jones, yeah. Alright, Graham continued. Second, I immediately thought of another Spielberg-produced film for your Jura tour comparison. I took the Juro as the first Gremlins movie because Froome okay. is clearly Stripe and Sky and the rest of the Gremlins, while Dumoulin is Gizmo. Gremlins 2 represents the complete absurdness we should expect of the Tour de France next month. Stripe will make a comeback with a new batch of Sky Riders terrorizing the Peloton. In the end, you know the outcome, but are okay because you had a good laugh at how crazy the movie has become. That's true. I mean, Gremlins 2 is one of the better sequels that has ever occurred. And if, if the tour does sort of live up to that insanity with the sexy gremlin and the blender, um, we're in for (laughs) a hell of a good race. And then the, um, the final part of the email from, um, Graham is about the, uh, the race caravan. Cause we were talking about the race caravan mainly, he attached a video little guy. You made me watch this. I really didn't want to watch it. Yeah. But I do want to point out that the star of this video is a Porsche Panamera <laughs> of Team Airgas, which was the former team of Chris Horner, yep. which they could afford a Porsche Panamera, which, by the way, I think is an atrocity. It is a horrible. Because Porsches should not be four doors. Yeah, it's a pretty hideous car. But anyways, go ahead and take away the rest of this uh, email. Uh, I, I'm going to throw it up in the show notes. It, basically, it involves a corner on a descent in the Tour of Utah and... A whole bunch of riders taking the corner way too hot, and um, that Panamerica or whatever the heck it is g- gets a little roughed up. So it's it's kind of horrifying video. Uh, I, I made you guys watch it because I was horrified, and I wanted you to be horrified with me. Um, but it's 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 like a minute of your time. It's worth it. <laughs> well, so basically, it's it's the descent of a of a climb. Yeah, the Tibetan. But like, and most of the. And it shows how crazy the caravan is. I well, mean, this is in the caravan. See, you're 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 throwing shade at the 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 air gas team car. I feel like the team cars are taking that line just fine. Yeah, that that video is a little disturbing. Um, it, it didn't look like it was the car's fault at all, though, Tim. I will agree with the little guy on that. It looked like a hot <laughs> carbon brakes and some rims, uh, some brake pads that uh, were no longer uh, working. And if that dude hadn't hit the car, he'd he. He would have just kept going off the cliff, so I think he really ended up in a better spot. Yeah, it well, is crazy to say that maybe hitting a Porsche at 50 miles an hour uh, was the best outcome. Yeah, it, but is it really a Porsche? Like that's the yeah, thing. That- like that just <laughs> bugs me. Like, like that these these Porsche Panameras are yeah. all over Miami, and I They're it's like idiots. the Miami minivan. And yeah. I just see like so I'll I'll let Porsche get away with the SUV, the Cayenne, really? because see, you're I- like. I, I will because no. everyone's going to the everyone's going to the SUV. Yeah, but that's but this not thing okay. is disgusting. Just because everyone's doing it, everybody jumps off a cliff. Do you think that's okay? 
here's here's the thing here's the thing tim every everybody gets a stinker right like everybody gets one like okay i have (laughs) uh i have harrison ford's imdb page pulled up right now and he's he's got a credit here for cowboys versus or cowboys and aliens um that movie that was such a letdown of a movie that is a movie i should have walked out on that (laughs) that movie promised a lot the title alone promises a lot of movie and you do not get i mean you get cowboys and aliens but you don't get a good movie (laughs) i mean it would be pretty bad if you didn't get a cowboy or an alien (laughs) oh you still get disappointed Uh, okay well we're all out stinkers and porsche definitely has a stinker with her panamera um quick quick shout out to graham pratt for the uh uh, great email. Thanks for uh, sending that over. Um, we got a couple of other um, quick emails that were sent in. Um, one was a quick one that was sent to me from uh, my uncle Ed, who uh, is responsible for getting us into Schwamigan. And we're going to be uh, hanging out with Uncle Ed up in Schwamigan. We're going to be crushing it. And it was a link from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And it was all about Cable, Wisconsin, one of the homes of the uh, Schwamigan, and all about the uh, the trail network. Guys, I've been doing lots of extracurricular research now okay. on this area. I am getting dialed for Schwam again. I'm bringing my mountain bike up to Minnesota next week to really start getting some, uh, get, get in the flow of things. And uh, I am getting pretty excited, especially after reading this uh, article from uh, the Sentinel that's all about uh, cable. And, uh, you know, it's basically a ski bum town, a cross country ski bum town that has yeah. now become, you know, motivated the, the paragon of, of Eddie. Bauer button up shirts and just gonna go crush some trails and now we're gonna be able to do it yeah you guys you guys you know i did like 60 miles today so you guys are looking rough i mean i've ridden a couple times now get nervous a little no, nervous i'm not so. a little nervous schwamigan is gonna be a lot of fun and then uh another shout out uh will um will six nine four six one hits us up with a sweet link to Katie Compton's cyclocross bike that was on eBay. Did you guys see this? No, uh, I did not. Trek factory racing signed Katie Compton Trek Boone um, with Durace DI two and uh, factory. Uh, it's, you know, the Alos three wheels full, full kit. And it's up for right now on a buy it now on um, uh, for Katie Compton. Uh, thirty five thirty four hundred dollars. So go check it out. Whoa, what I like about it is the yeah. it's a bargain for uh that bike. That's not a bad price. No, it's, signed. Katie it's signed by Katie Compton and it, it looks great I, and it's I bet you it's bi- about it's, little guy's size. It is yeah, a it might be actually fifty two. Yeah. It's a fifty two. Yeah, yeah, a little small, a little small. But yeah. Close. Close but enough. I think you make the, it work. The um, unique top two paint job, I think, is my uh, my favorite part of it, and it's it's signed. So check it out. But uh, Will, thank you so much for uh, sending that over. It's actually the uh, someone else hit us up on Twitter with that uh, link, which was great to see. So and then um, finally, we just got another one. Uh, this one comes from Kevin Dolan, longtime listener and supporter of the Wide Angle Podium Network. It says, "Hey, slow riders, have you seen the podcast American Fiasco by Roger Bennett about the '98 World Cup campaign?" It's very interesting and entertaining. And I know none of us have listened to this podcast about the 1998 World Cup, but it is World Cup season. And we need to do a quick little talk about the World Cup because Spencer is a pretty diehard soccer fan. I'm a diehard soccer fan. Little guy can become a soccer fan. It exists. So Iceland (laughs) is the big story. So two big stories on the first couple of days. Iceland, right? Tying Argentina. And then today, Mexico beating Germany. So... Little guy, do yeah. you have a team that you're going to be cheering for because America did not make this World Cup? Um, um, I was my plan, my general plan. I knew Mexico was in, and my plan was if I watch any World Cup, it'll be that I'll just go to a place within a couple blocks of my house and go to a Mexico game because I want to go and watch a game where there's a bunch of fans into it nearby, and and so okay. I'm, I'm I'm pretty solid in that I could go watch a Mexico game like over mm-hmm. on Lake Street, a couple blocks from my house, and actually have a bunch of passionate people there. Because yeah. um, even if you're not that into like I don't care that much, truthfully, about uh, football, as they call it. But um, I can get into it, especially if I'm with people that are 
super into it, you know? So you're not so. going to go to the Iceland bar or the, uh, the Swiss no. bar and go eat some chocolate? No. So, no, but I think Mexico is a pretty safe bet that I can find a place nearby that I can get, mm-hmm. get, it, okay. get into the excitement. I would, I would think little guy would be like a fan of the Swedish team though. Like I, I figured that would be like, you know, where you'd want to go. Oh, or maybe, maybe. The Polish team. Well, yeah. is Mexico playing the Poles and I can just go and, and be the contrary, contrary yeah. in the house. They're probably both not going to, yeah, they'd take a miracle for them to all play each other. But though guy, I would love to go watch a game with you. Um, what, when I'm up there, Spencer, who's your pick for the uh, world's cup? Who are you going to be following? Uh, who am I going to be following as far as who do I think is going to win or, uh, or no. what, are you, what are you saying here? I don't get, we're not, we're not in the prognostication game here. Cause we're always wrong. It's just who are you cheering for in the world cup this time around? Okay. Well, uh, I'm pulling for Iceland, uh, you know, because they're, they've unfortunately become the hipster pick, but also I, I do really like that country a lot and had a good time while I was there. Uh, I am pulling for Costa Rica. Uh, watched their game earlier today, and um, yeah, outside of that, I'm not really sure. I guess uh, I guess the Belgians might be fun to pull for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I. So my teams that I'm pulling for are going to be Costa Rica, um, for obvious reasons, with the connection to Minnesota United FC, and they're from our region, which I, th- I do think that we need to support uh, uh, that team. And then also, I'm going to be pulling for Peru for the first time in 36 years. They made the World Cup. So that's, and they have the best looking uniform in soccer. Hands mm. down, the best looking uniform. Um, and then, the thir- and I'm going to go also with you. Uh, Belgium, I want to see a run by Belgium into the uh, finals. And then, uh, you know, maybe maybe Tom Boonen comes and gives them an inspirational speech yeah. before the, uh, the final. Well, it's the only thing they're going to win of any importance in July. <laughs> Boom! Take that Belgium. You ain't winning the tour. Where's your next Eddie right. Merckx? Belgium. All right. Speaking of tour, quick Wait, quick I note. Got one thing. I got one email that I was supposed to read last week. Oh, yeah. It was from uh, yeah. JB over at the Alma GP, world famous cyclocross race up in Michigan. Uh, they had their creatively named 100 mile ride like three weeks ago, and then they didn't send me the results, and I was going to read it. And then they sent it, and I forgot to look at the email. And so I just want to say that JB, he said that him and Chris, uh, malt by uh, local uh, shop owner, Terry Cycles, uh, probably crushed the most gravel, he said, because they had to go uh, help somebody that unfortunately flatted their tubeless and brought a latex tube to fix it, which is a silly Whoa. thing. So they had to Who run. So they Who had brings to a latex a tube extra. to a gravel ride? I don't there's know. Like, there's like... 10 minutes on this on the bike shop CX. We don't need to go over this. Again. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, he, but, uh, <laughs> he's, he's given himself credit, him and Chris, for uh, crushing the most gravel. And I just wanted to shout out to him, uh, the good folks at Alma GP, which I'm going to be in the region of Alma in the end of July, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it because I'm going to go visit my sister, which it's sad to be that close to greatness, but maybe not be able to be there. So we'll see. Maybe. Is, it in the, is it in the mitten? Like it's, right by, it's right by Midland. It's right by Midland. It's, it's kind of in the middle. Okay. Um, and then, um, so, yeah. What are you and then uh, the quick news that I had is that Pino is not uh, racing the tour, so that's official. FDJ yeah. is not going to have a good tour. I'm not surprised by that. Maybe they'll win a bunch of Demar stages, though, you know? French National Kit winning a couple sprint stages. That that doesn't oh. hurt. That doesn't hurt your airline at all, man. That's going to sell. Yeah. That's going to put asses in the seats. I did not. Right. Let's. Uh, and then moving on, I did not read up too much on Masters Nationals, but I did see a friend of the podcast, Adam Meyerson, did win the national championship in the. Uh, what was that? The forty-five to forty-nine national championship crit. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's his age group. Cool. Good okay. job, Adam. Yeah, that's awesome. so that was pretty cool to see. I didn't know if it was 40 to 44. Either way, he's going to kill me because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have it wrong. So congrats to Adam for taking the uh, the win at Nationals. It's and the, the final item on the agenda, the most dad of all topics, little guy. Mm-hmm. You wanted to talk about um, suspension stems? Well, I did. So with mountain bike season coming, with Schwamigan on the horizon, and I'm actually maybe going to do a mountain bike race next weekend. I think I'm going to do the Worth mountain bike race if it's still happening. I haven't actually looked or signed up yet. Um, so I'm actually going to race the mountain bike. And the other day I was reading this article over on 
the Bicycle Quarterly website, which was like they were testing like how much, how many watts it takes to rock to ride the, to, the Bicycle Quarterly website. Is this like yeah. the academic journal of? Come on, this sounds like my blog. Like you put out an article yeah. once every three months. <laughs> and every time you act, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Just go over to Bicycle Quarterly and go read their blog. It's full of nerdiness. It is the academic journal of cycling, basically. Yes, but th- they did these. They did these tests where they were like riding on a smooth pavement and bumpy pavement with different tire pressures and and with like different bikes, like one with a suspension fork and one without. And every time the suspension fork is faster, but also padded bar tape is is faster. Like you use less watts for the same speed than um, unpadded bar tape. And that got me thinking, well, then why well, wait, wouldn't I just why? run a suspension stem? Because, uh, I think the theory, I mean, I don't know why for sure, but the theory I think was that you're just using less energy to counteract the bumpiness. And so Is I was this... like, well, maybe suspension stems actually work. So I was thinking of just going and picking one up because they're at yeah. every bike shop in the used bin. I could pick up like seven or eight of them and, and do, some, uh, do some testing at Buck Hill when you're here, Tim, what, and crush wait. you with a suspension stem. I will. I'm gonna go do Buck Hill with you when I'm here. All we'll right, go yeah, one, yeah, do yeah. it once Definitely, or twice. Yeah. We'll bring the kids. They can run around in the grass. But here's the question: uh, that might not work too well on their own. But yeah, hopefully they'll. The pad- hopefully one of their moms will come with them. Padded bar tape. Yeah. All right. Faster than not unpadded bar tape. Is this a peer-reviewed academic no, journal, it's not or is it? <laughs> it's just a magazine. I mean, they just did a test of like riding, That's... and you 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 hit a speed, and you see how many watts the power meter tells you it took and it took more watts with unpadded bar tape than it did with bar padded like a bar significant tape. amount of watts let me tell you the difference with on a smooth road it, it's 242 watts as opposed to with uh with unpadded to padded it's 237 on a bumpy road so you say five watts yeah on a bumpy road though and here's the big one it's 479 with unpadded it's 459 with padded so right there suspension stem on a bumpy on a bumpy uh, mountain bike course everyone's making fun of me i'm saving i'm saving 20 watts they're they're screwed so hang on so you're saving 20 watts i'll give you that like that's with the padded bar tape and let's say the suspension stem may be upset to 30 or 40 watts let's say you're saving 40 watts how high how much higher is your heart rate though that your handlebars are moving around underneath you as you're trying to ride a mountain bike over bumpy terrain. Well, I mean, that's true. I mean, I'll also say, so if, if, if the padded bar tape, in my hypothetical here, that's going to be the same as the suspension stem is 479. Just running a, a suspension fork was, was 428. So you're actually saving the most with the suspension fork like a normal person. Now, there's more problems with this math. This math is just awful. So this is fuzzy. The problem here also is that, yeah, you're going to save a bunch of watts with the suspension fork, but you're also adding five pounds to your bicycle. So. Exactly, and I'm only adding two pounds with the suspension stem. So my thought is that suspension stem is actually a good thing. I, I have one question for you. <laughs> How many watts are you putting out on average? Well, I don't know. Who knows? Oh, okay, perfect. If I'm saving 20... If I'm saving 20, that, it doesn't matter. I could be putting out 10 watts or 1,000 watts. 10 more watts is 10 more watts. It's important. <laughs> I, uh-huh. Basically, okay. let's put it this way, Spencer. I'm not putting out enough watts that I should leave 10 to 20 watts on the table. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that I agree with. Yeah. Right, right? So, this is important. <laughs> like, this is make or break wattage. I mean... If you think about how many people get concerned over 10 watts, but they spend hundreds of dollars for uh, right. 10 watts of savings, when all, they need is, when all they need is an extra $10 for an extra roll of bar tape to make their, their bike a little double exactly. padded. And so like I mean, the main thrust of this argument was about, like, about the idea sure of that you, are you more, sure? like, larger volume tires was the main crux. Are you sure this was Bicycle Quarterly and not, like, one of the things off the cover of Bicycling Magazine where it's, yes, like, definitely. 10 fastest ways to save 10 watts, double yeah, bar tape, yeah. peppermint <laughs> no, oil true. under your nose. It's going like, to stop you that, from fatiguing I mean, earlier. You should make fun of what that one. That was your super <laughs> secret tip back in the day. 
You know, it, it was, was a really, it was <laughs> off the cover of Bicycling Magazine. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I'm trying. So, Bicycle Quarterly didn't go as far to, as to recommend suspension stems. They would probably not like me uh, roping them into this argument. I'm uh, extrapolating their data to my own needs. And are you going to have a, need is a suspension stem because they're super cheap? And people will totally be like, well, there's no way this dude's going to beat me. So I'll let him suck my wheel the whole race. And then boom, extra 20 See, watts at the sprint. And I whoop them. <laughs> are you going to bring it at Schwamigan? Well, I don't know. I've still got to go. God, I, ho- and I do hope this so. Experiment. I hope so. <laughs> anyway, well, dudes, as always, it was a ton of fun to talk about the, uh, the world of cycling. And we'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Thanks to BK1 mm-hmm. for the use of the track Tim and Ducannibal off the album Radio Ducannibal. And thanks for tweeting us at the Slow Ride Pod and emailing us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget our Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod as well. Thanks to healthiq.com slash slowride. Great way to save money on your life insurance for being a healthy individual. And we'd also like to encourage you to go to Facebook and look for our secret group, the official Slow Ride Podcast Fan Experience Zone. And if you haven't already, Click subscribe on Apple Podcasts and give us a review. This is Tim in Orlando. Hey, Tim, good job. Uh, why don't you go get yourself a, you know, some gummy worms or something, Tiger? <laughs> this is Matt in Minneapolis. Uh, this is Spencer in Boston, hoping I did a good job, too. The Slow Ride Podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.